Okay, here we go. We are dissecting the album Preacher's Daughter by Ethel Kane today. Um, I'm saying today as if I do this on a regular basis. I don't. Um, so, it was released on May 12th, 2022. It's 13 songs and 1 hour and 15 minutes long. And... Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's a whole fucking thing. And Ram speeches. It tells the whole story of the character Ethel Kane also. Um, and it begins with family trauma and it ends with her dead and being eaten by her lover. Which honestly, I still don't get it. Like, it's like people are saying, everyone's saying, and like it's this information that she gets eaten by her lover in the end. But from like the last song in the album I don't hear it I didn't think she was being eaten by a lover I've listened to it several times today and never once did I think she was being eaten by a lover so maybe it's the last second to last song because I haven't listened to that one yet we will see okay let's start so the first song on the album is called Family Tree in parentheses intro because later there's another there's the song Family Tree again um, but then it's like the full one and not just the intro and I think the f lyrics of, like the first few lyrics of the family tree intro are the same as from the like song family tree, but um, the music is a bit different. Like it's kind of the same in the beginning, but in the family tree intro song it's just, it's a bit different. Um, so let's go through these lyrics. It starts, I'm like, should I play it or not? I don't know if I should like play the song, but... Let's just play the beginning. Let's just get get into it. Okay. So it begins with a prayer, very southern. Um, the lyrics, of the, the text of the prayer isn't actually on Genius, the lyrics side, so we're ignoring that right now. But, well, the lyrics, the, oh, sorry, the prayer talks about a mother. And there's also like a recurring theme of, of the mother in this album, but kind of like exactly like the um, prayer is saying, because the prayer says, in a second... The mother is a very special thing, and throughout the song, I don't think her mother's ever been put in a bad light. Well, like one time, there's something like not so positively connotated, with where also like the word mother plays a role, but no, I don't think it really means her mother. You know, as like a person, it's just like a mother, but one person that is not put in a very good light throughout this whole album is her father um but yeah so she says these crosses all over my body you remind me of who I used to be in Christ forgive these bones I'm hiding from no one successfully on genius the fans and people are speculating that because um Ethel Kane who she has a different name in real life but she's transgender and she cannot escape first and then transgender and that could also kind of be like the bones, like the actual bone structure that she's hiding, but unsuccessfully because everyone can see, you know, what she looks like. Um, then we have the second verse. Jesus can always reject his father, but he cannot escape his mother's blood. He'll scream and try to wash it off his fingers, but he'll never escape what he's made up of. And that just, you know, because, you know, it was like the Virgin Mary, so... Jesus is in no way like genetically connected to God or his father um, and only to his mother and the album also focuses on like generational trauma and how that gets like you know being passed that's being passed on and that just says that you know like even if he can reject his father he can like 
he's gonna get he can like still get generational trauma from his mother not get he can still i don't know the word for it and then we're just going like straight in with the fates already fucked me sideways swinging by my neck from the family tree he'll say and he'll laugh and say you know i raised you better than this then leave me hanging so they all can laugh with me i'm like hmm, okay but swinging by my neck from the family tree that is very fucking brutal um and with he'll laugh and say this feels like it's referring to her father that's all of the text in this family tree intro has a lot more music she has quite long songs actually um the next song that we have is american teenager i love this song i love gracie evans covering it um it sounds very pop and happy and light but like it isn't it's an anti-war anti oh i forget the word also it's anti not anti anti-patriotism that's it anti sorry anti-patriotism that's the that's like the song is an anti-warranty and anti-patriotism song um but it's kind of like disguised as a pop song and feels very love it let's play a little bit of this beautiful song but yeah the lyrics just aren't all happy but there's a set of lyrics in here that i love so much I'm gonna skip a bit. Okay, so the first verse, and you think, oh, half of the first verse, and you're just like, okay, not too bad. It's just like a teenager song. I mean, it's called American Teenager. Um, but then the first verse continues with. The neighbor's brother came home in a box, but he wanted to go, so maybe it was his fault. Another red hat taken by the American dream. You're just like, <laughs> okay. I at first thought the lines of the neighbor's brother came home in a box, but he wanted to go, so maybe it was his fault. Being that he um, he committed suicide. But in like, you know, her being raised very religiously, it's kind of in like, you know, she's kind of, she doesn't really mean it that way, but like a lot of people around her, like she... She's just like, well, you know, if he wanted to just die, it's like it's his fault. But then um, it took me a little bit longer to realize the line, another red hat taken by the American dream, which means that, you know, he went off to war, I think. Yeah, he was a soldier who died overseas and his body was sent home. Um, yeah, and then it's the precursor and nothing like really crazy about that. And then, like, I love it, but like, it's not that good. The chorus says, say what you want, but say it like you mean it with your fist for once. And I'm like, <laughs> I kind of love this line, but like, no, you shouldn't say something with your fist. But then the line continues, a long cold war with your kids at the front, you know, just America. We learned in history about the cold war. Um, don't know why I moved into a different accent for this. Um, yeah, the chorus continues. And now the second verse, I love the whole fucking second verse so much. Sunday morning, hands over my knees in a room full of faces. I'm sorry if I sound off. I was probably wasted and didn't feel so good. I got a head full of whiskey, but I always deliver. Jesus, if you're listening, let me handle my liquor. And Jesus, if you're there, why do I feel, why do I feel alone in this room with you? And I'm like, oh, crazy. I love the line with head full of whiskey, but I always deliver. I love it so much. Just like kind of, it just the right spot in my brain. And also the line with Jesus, if you're listening, let me handle my liquor. Um... But since her father was pastor, best pastor's daughter, um, this apparently is about when her father passed away and she... Let me just read to you what Genius is saying. After her father's passing, Ethel attempts to preserve his legacy by leading the town's congregation every Sunday, as we later discovered it to them. Um, Ethel is also currently devastated by her lover, Will Willoughby Tucker. What kind of names are in here? Um, has recently left her so she drinks to numb the pain as a result Ethel often comes to service drunk but still delivers her sermons to ensure that the church runs smoothly so that's crazy trying to like uphold something from her father after he passed away also with him not being a good person I mean you don't know if like at that point she realized he was a bad person um, 
but yeah, he just wasn't nice. And then it's just the chorus again. And then the chorus, there's a part that I love the way that um, Gracie Abrams sings it in her cover. Because she kind of like goes a bit lower and makes it get a little bit more dramatic. But I'm going to show you, you know what, I'm just going to show you um, Ethel Kane how she sings this line. And then Gracie Abrams how she sings the line. Here we go. This line. So she says, "I'm doing it for my. I do it for my daddy, and I do it for Dale, Dale Earnhardt, or what's it? What's his name? Earnhardt. Um, she also has a song in like a previous album called Earnhardt, and Dale Earnhardt was a NASCAR driver, and because she drove up in in Florida, but just in general, um, she says that in her childhood there was a lot of like NASCAR. Yeah, it's what she says. Um." Ethel said of the song in a statement with Pitchfork, growing up, growing up I was surrounded by visions of NASCAR, rock and roll, and being the one who, could, who would change everything. So there we have the NASCAR thing. Um, and now I'm going to show you Gracie Abrams singing it, because when she's singing the line with doing it for my daddy and doing it for Dale, she just sings it a bit more like climatically, I would say, and I love that. Okay, here we had Gracie Abrams, and I just, oh, I love the way she sings it, which is kind of like singing it a little bit higher, and I, like I said, it just kind of gives it a more climatic feeling. Next up we have A House in Nebraska, and this song is 7 minutes and 46 seconds long, so it is long, and it does get kind of repetitive. The thing is, she just has a lot of, like, she sings a lot of things very slowly. Um, and also, she uses, has, like, a lot of, like, times in her songs. Like, the, the reason why her songs are a lot of times are very long, or just quite longer, um, is because she sings them a bit slowly. And also has space for just musical um, solos in there. But this song, I feel like, does get kind of repetitive. Um, I'm gonna play the beginning just so you know you can kind of like get the vibe of it okay that was the beginning it actually that's not the beginning it was like right before she started singing because otherwise it's just like four long notes and like she doesn't start singing until like second 20 and within 20 seconds it's just like four notes playing so it's really not that much okay um so this is about her lover who left her and she is like reminiscing on it so she says in the chorus and i still call home that house in nebraska where we found each other on the dirty mattress on the second floor where the world was empty, save you and I. Where you came and I laughed and you laughed and I cried. Where you told me, even if we die tonight, that I'd die yours. And then second verse she says, Your mama calls me sometimes to see if I'm doing well and I lie to her and say that I'm doing fine and really I'd kill myself to hold you one more time. And it hurts to miss you, but it's worse to know I'm the reason you won't come home. Um, and then in the chorus, the second time when she's singing she sing the chorus, in the last line where she sings where you told me even if you die tonight that I'd die yours um, you know it's like in the lyrics it's written in parentheses she kind of like sings it but still you know you get what I mean but in parentheses it says so I died there under you every night all night I'm just like okay and then the outro is just basically her repeating I feel so long with like you know not just I feel so long like some words thrown in there as well but basically just comes back to her feeling very alone now that this guy's gone but what i honestly cannot get over is his fucking name willowby what the fuck is that willowby also not like willow the tree it's like w-i-l-l-o-u-g-h-b-y just very weird it sounds very like amish 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 next up we have 
Western Nights. Now this is where she runs away with a guy after they broke into an ATM. This one is six minutes long and I like it but I also don't really like it. I don't know. I just I feel like music wise it's not that much my cup of tea but also lyrics wise because this is very much like matter of fact of course it like still has like some like deeper meaning in the lyrics and just like great like metaphors and stuff like that but it's also kind of very matter of fact here we go Okay, here we have the kind of vibe of its song. After the first line that you just heard, she sings, Honest Harley in the parking lot breaking into the ATMs. Sleeping naked when it gets stored. Love it. But then, you're just like, okay, hmm, you know, don't know if that's like a good relationship. But then there comes the next line and you just realize it's not a good relationship because she sings, I watched him show his love through shades of black and blue. Paul Ethel for going through that. Starting fights at the bar across the street like you do. The neighbors beat on the walls while I'm face first in bed. Show me how much I mean to you while I'm lying in the sheets undressed. Not so nice. I'd hold the gun if you asked me to, but if you love me like you say you do, would you ask me to? Hold me across every state line. This is when they're fleeing, when they're running away. I'm never gonna leave you, baby, even if you lose what's left of your mind. Also, the line, please don't love me how I need you. Also, while reading this, these lyrics, I realized that this isn't the song that I don't like that much. This one's fine. Um, like, it's still not kind of like my cup of tea, but like, I like it. The song that I don't like that much is... Which one is it? Thoroughfare, maybe? I don't know. But next up, we have... Which would be track number five, Family Tree, not the intro, the full version. So here the first two lines are the same as Family Tree, the intro, where she sings these crosses all over my body, remind me of where it used to be, but then it changes. Give myself to him offering. Okay, so there it changes. Give myself up to him an offering, let him make a woman out of me. And now this line, I'm shocked. I'm just a child, but I'm not above violence. My mama raised me better than that. When the preacher talks, that man demands his silence. And daddy said, shoot first, then run, and don't look back. And then the chorus. So take me down to the river and bathe me clean. Put me on the back of your white horse to ride all the way to the chapel. Let you wash all over me. And then verse two, she just comes out with a line. I've killed before and I'll kill again. Excuse me, Ethel. Who have you killed? But then it just keeps getting even crazier. Take the noose off, wrap it tight around my neck, around my hand. Hand? I thought head. Wait, now I'm confused. Oh, I get it. I was, I thought like when listening to the song it said head, but it's actually hand. And then in Family Tree, the intro, um, Ethel is found swinging by a neck from the Family Tree. Here in the Family Tree, the song, the full song, she is taking control of the situation, undoing the noose from her own neck and using it as a weapon instead. Crazy! I did not realize this parallel. Like I knew the parallel, but I didn't realize like the like the shift in what happened there. Then they say heaven hath no fury like a woman scorned, and baby held on scare me. I've been times before. In the bridge, she says the first two lines of the song and the intro song again, but then she sings, "Let Christ forgive these bones I've been hiding and the bones I'm about to leave." Okay, Ethel. I don't know, you know, it's just kind of like, are you killing someone else and then killing yourself? What is happening over here? Also, I'm trying to make this, like, um, the section of the album, oh, my leg hurts, a little more um, fun than it actually is. No, not, not like it's in this activity isn't fun because I'm having very much, I'm having a lot of fun, even though I should be asleep right now. It's 11.11, by the way. Um... But I just mean that, you know, the, the 
Inhalt, what's Inhalt in English? The content of this album isn't very happy at all, especially, oh god, this song is called Hard Times. <laughs> yeah, the content isn't very happy, but I'm trying like to keep it, you know, to keep it a little light. So if I'm saying just like weird things like, I <laughs> love it for you and just like slay, ignore that, please, because mm, otherwise we're all going to cry together. Um, we're all, it's just you and me. Um, Hard Times, song number six. From that you think, oh, it's like a nice song. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's fucking not. No, you wanna cry after hearing these lyrics. Hide me down the leaves. Dead. Not just like dead, but also Genius says that um, this line is detailing the tragic secret abuse she endured at the hands of someone she was told to trust. Ethel's father hit her under the leaves and abused her much like how a sin is seemingly forever hidden. So, yeah, we have those. That, that was the first line. And then the second line is 9 going on 18. Lay it on me. Tell me a story about how it ends. Where, you'll be the, where you're still the good guy, I'll make pretend. Because I hate the story where happiness ends and dies with you. Excuse me? So yeah, when she was 10 years old, her father died. Um, but he was also the one who fucking abused her. Then the chorus says, I thought good guys get to be happy. I'm not happy. I'm poison in the water and unhappy. Little girl who needs her daddy real bad. And then, second verse. In the corner on my birthday, you watched me dance right under the, dance right there in the grass. I was too young to notice that sometimes of love could be bad. Praying I'd be like you, doing all the things that you do and I still do and that scares me. I'm sorry, but I was too young to notice that sometimes of love could be bad. It fucking breaks my heart. And then the whole outro, and this song is also, this okay, this song is four and a half minutes long. No, it's five minutes, five minutes long. So like a long song, and it doesn't have that much, that many lyrics. But then there's an the outro that she sings slowly and just like repeats these lines over and over again. And just kind of like in such a helpless manner. And just like so, like there's not a lot of energy behind it, it's just... Literally, it says, I'm tired of you still tied to me. Like, it's just tired. And these lines are, like I said, I'm tired of you still tied to me, bleeding whenever you want, too tired to move and too tired to leave. And she keeps repeating it. Too tired to move, too tired to leave. And this is literally about her abuse. So, yeah. Hmm. Like, the annotation for this whole song is... Closing out Act 1 of the album, Hard Times, sees Ethel reflecting on the sexual abuse she endured from her father when she was a child and the complicated feelings she has in regards to him. Because also the line, I'm tired of you, so tired to me, too tired to move, too tired to leave, you know, can be um, like just accepting the assault that she's living through because she's mentally and physically too tired to fight back. But it could also be that she's too tired to like leave in the past and move on. And that, like, it's still conflicted about her feelings towards her father. Because it is a hard thing when, you know, a person who you're supposed to love and who you have loved. And then you grow up and you realize they did something horrible like that. That is, that cannot be easy. <sighs> yeah. Next we have Thoroughfare. Yes, this is a song that I don't like that much. And I think it's it's nine and a half minutes long, this song. Nine and a half I'm sorry, Ethel, I love you and I love this album, but nine and a half minutes is pushing it. So that is Thoroughfare. It starts a little bit earlier than what I showed now, but it's just kind of in the beginning, it's just kind of like country. Um, it is a very country song, I would say. Um, and this is the album that, like, I like it, but then I also don't like it. It's just, I think, like, the chorus. Yeah, I just don't like the chorus. I like the rest of it, but the chorus that, you know, also gets repeated three times, which isn't that much, but, like, hmm. But, okay, no, that's, that's, yeah, no, I, I, I don't even want to say that much about the song. Just the chorus. But also, this is, like, happier. 
this is like okay happy you know like she made like okay wait and now i need to tell you this so read you this one line okay but first we have the chorus which is and you said hey do you want to see the west with me because love's out there and i can't leave it be and i said honey love's never meant much to me but i'll come with you if, ever, if you're sure it's what you need i'm like i don't like the line with hey do you want to see the west with me i'm just like mm, something about that i don't like but i'm trying to find this one line oh yeah so this is where you're like okay this is a good song this is a happy song it's like the only happy song in this whole fucking album um and this guy that she's meeting there it says so in verse two i met you down in texas so i'm on the thoroughfare um and then verse three the last line of verse the last two lines of verse three i are um because for the first time since i was a child i could see a man who wasn't angry i'm like yes please be with him whatever you need to do just be with him because he's not angry you know i'm like i you deserve some nice and peace but guess what it's all a fucking lie because the guy that she meets there is isaiah isaiah is throughout the second half of the album um a character and he's her lover and at first when they meet he's great and not angry and then he ends up eating her at the end and kills her so yeah um isaiah is not a good guy even though you think so when you listen to that song because the next song is gibson girl so that was a little bit of the beginning the intro of the song but i need to um show you this one line you're just like oh this is like a club kind of party song it isn't <laughs> it really fucking isn't i mean the music is but just the text the lyrics you're just no um also the song is almost six minutes long um like i said she just loves long songs um so verse one you want to love me right now you want to get alone with me you want to get my clothes off and hurt me <laughs> not so nice then we have the pre-chorus black leather and dark glasses pouring another while i shake my ass and there you're just thinking like you know fun okay you know shake your ass if you want to go but then at the end of the pre-chorus she says she's so no says he's so in love with my oh, sorry says he's in love with my body that's why he's fucking it up and then he says to me baby it feels good when then baby if it feels good then it can't be bad where I can be immoral in a stranger's lap. Um, but like, literally, says he's in love with my body, that's why he's fucking it up. So he's literally hurting her, he's fucking her body up, he's doing bad things to her. Um, actually, plot twist, he's drugging her. Um, and also the song's called Gibson Girls, Girl, not Gibson Girl, because there was a man called something something Gibson, maybe it's written somewhere here, yeah. Charles, the title refers to Charles Dana Gibson and the woman he famously drew often considered the pinnacle of American beauty standards. Um, so she's a Gibson girl. Um, verse 2 we have just straight up also bad. You want to fuck me right now? You want to see me on my knees? You want to rip these clothes off and hurt me again? Hurting her. Not nice. And then the precursor sings and if you hate me please don't tell me. Just let the lights bleed all over me. Okay. She just needs someone to be there for her. She just clings to everything she gets. And yeah, everyone she gets. And those people are not good people. And now we have Ptolemaea, however you would say it. Um, and to say this song is creepy is an understatement. Okay, listen to this. Yeah, creepy, fucking creepy. I'm gonna show you a little bit more though. 
that just keeps going on for a while. <laughs> but then she starts singing. Right. Beautiful voice. Voice being beautiful, that's what I wanted to say. Um, but yeah, so at first we have the dark male voice saying creepily and distortedly. I followed you in. I was with you there. I invited you in. Twice I did. You love blood too much, but not like I do. And then he says, heard you, saw you, felt you, gave you, need you, love you, love you, love you. And then it keeps repeating. She starts singing. Um, beautiful voice, like I said. Even the iron fears the rot, hiding from something I cannot stop. Walking on shadows, I can't lead him back. Buckled on the floor when night comes along. Daddy's... Daddy's left and Mama won't come home. And then the male creepy voice says, You poor thing, sweet morning lamp, there's nothing you can do, it's already been done. And then she sings, What fear a man like you brings upon a woman like me? Please don't look at me, I can see it in your eyes. He keeps looking at me, tell me what have you done. Stop, 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 make it stop. And she keeps repeating, stop, make it stop. And then there's a little surprise element. Yeah, iconic, but also, you know, this is like, oh, it is iconic, and I love it for her that she's screaming, but like, I don't love it that she has a reason to scream like that, you know? That is horrible. And then, in the end, the creepy male voice slowly starts saying a creepy prayer, and it's just creepy. And um, the genius annotation to it is that under the influence of Isaiah's drug from Gibson Girl, Ethel begins to hallucinate. She confronts the darkness. And like I said, this song is um, inspired by Ptolemy, named after Ptolemy, which is the circle of hell. Oh, I said this in the last message. Um, which is a circle of hell in Dante's Inferno, and it's a circle for um, traitors. And it's because Isaiah, Isaiah betrayed her. Because he fed her drugs and he's going to do worse. Next song, track number 10, we have August Underground. Um, the song is an instrumental, so you know that I can't say anything about the lyrics. But I need to. Yeah, okay, here we have it. So the title is a reference to the infamous snuff film of the same name. If you don't know what a snuff film is, a snuff film is a movie, is a film, is a recording of actual homicide taking place. So, hmm. You know? But yeah. Um, let's play a little bit of August Underground, but like I said, it's an instrumental song. Also, Ptolemea is six and a half minutes long again. But next we have August Underground. That's August Underground. Next up we have another song. Televangelism. So this song is all about how she's going to heaven, ascending to heaven because she has died. Um, but this is also an instrumental and also televangelism. I had to look it up because I didn't know what televangelism is. Um, televangelism is evangelism. Just being contributed, not contributed, but like brought into the world through especially the television, but also like radio stations and stuff like that. You know, very American thing. Um, at least I'm, it started in America. I can imagine that nowadays in Europe there's also um, TV stations and radio stations for, you know, like evangelism or Christianity. But yeah, it's kind of like fun at the beginning. You're just like, oh, wow, beautiful. But then... In the end, it's like a little... Oh, okay. So that was more like the uplifting part. Okay, that was very short. 
I don't know why I thought it was like longer weird, but it was just like, you know, the piano chord and then just kind of like, mm, it's kind of wobbly. It moves very really nicely into the next song, but um, my internet connection is not that good right now, so like it cannot move, do the nice transition. But we're on to the second to last song called Sun Bleached Flies. I first listened to it and I just had like the first line and I was just like, no, I don't like the song. But then actually the rest gets very beautiful. Yeah, so when you hear sun bleached flies sitting in the window, or at least I am at first like, okay, okay, love, get it. No, I don't, but you know, I'm just like, okay, very kind of, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Just kind of like the same thing with like, hey, do you want to explore the West with me? I'm just like, no, thank you. So at the end of the first verse, we have the lyrics, God loves you, but not enough to save you, which okay chorus so i said fine because that's how my daddy raised me if they strike once and you just hit him twice as hard but in the end if i bend under the weight of that of that they gave me then this heart would break and fall as, fall as twice as far as twice as far that sounds grammatically incorrect would fall twice as far i believe um in the second verse we have the lyrics i can never go back home and i spent my life watching it go by from the sidelines Cues the sidelines by Phoebe Bridges, which I fucking love. Watching the world from the sidelines until you came into my life and gave me something to lose. That's Phoebe Bridges. That's not Ethel Kane. Also, like I said, or I hope I said that this album is also heavily focuses on Christianity. Not Christianity, religion. I don't know if it's Christianity, but like religion. Um wait. It's Christianity. Is what's like the over category like evangelism and christianity are both one like huh? i'm so confused oh yeah i'm just fucking stupid it's christianity it's like the over thing and then there's evangelism and catholicism so catholicism i don't know Cat you know what i mean i don't know how you say it in english um so christianity is right anyways but here we have the lines, so I just prayed and I keep praying and praying and praying. But she has lost faith in God, or at least I think so, and people say so, and I thought so from this album. But then on Spotify, you know, as like, you know, like her artist's page, where there's like, you know, a little text about the artist, some have like a little message in there, some have like, you know, like the whole fucking music career written down there. Um, and for her, but in her little bio thing, it just says God loves you. So I just like, that seems very still Christian. Also very sweet in the first line of the outro of the song, which is the second to last song of the album. She says, I'm still praying for that house in Nebraska. And the house in Nebraska, the song house in Nebraska is the second song of the album. So it's kind of like a parallel there. And then we have the last song, which I really like this song, but like, I'm still just lost at how... Like, where? When is he killing her and eating her? <gasps> no, I just got it. Oh my god, no! <gasps> I just... Oh my god! Oh my god, I'm so stupid. <laughs> oh my god, I just understood. I just understood. I was literally listening to this song. I've listened to the song like at least 10 times today already, earlier today, and I was listening to the song, and especially the one line where it just hit me, where the cannibalism just fucking hit me, is the line that I was like, I love this line. And I was like, this is such a romantic line, and I love it, and it's like so cute, like if someone wrote a sign about me, or if I wrote a sign about someone else, it would mean a lot. It's fucking cannibalism, and now I understand it all. I understand it all. I understand all of the fucking lines that I love so much in this song because they're all about capitalism. Are you kidding me? Okay, let me play you the beginning of the song. Strangers by Ethel Kane, track number 13 on Preacher's Daughter. It starts with a Baptist, Baptist, no, Baptist, Baptist, Preacher, 
sorry, I don't know why it took me so long, about this preacher preaching. Okay, um, so we have the preaching, the preaching, and then she starts to sing. Oh my god, no. No, I even realized it in the first fucking line. <laughs> god. So, first line, in your basement I grow cold. Because she's dead. I did not notice when I was listening to it earlier today. Okay. Um. Oh my god, no, I see, yeah. In your basement, I grow cold. Feast bright, you sweet divine. You devour me like smoked bovine hide. <laughs> yeah, he's he's devoured her. Yep, I get it now. And then the lyric, the chorus. She's singing. I try to be good. Am I no good? Am I no good? Am I no good? <laughs> I thought she meant like good enough for him, as in like worth the relationship when I first listened to the song when I didn't understand the whole fucking story of the album but she's literally like does my meat does not taste good to you and then I just want to be yours can I be yours can I be yours just tell me I'm yours and now <laughs> the fucking line when I'm turning in your stomach and I'm making you feel sick that's again cannibalism um, and then Verse 2, she's really saying how she's missing. When my mother sees me on the side of a milk carton in Windexy Stereal, she'll cry and wait up for me. Um, I thought she was just like happy with her lover and not at home anymore. And then there's the line, you're so handsome when I'm all over your mouth. That was the line that I loved so much. I was just like, that's cute. But like, no... When I'm all over your mouth because she's dead because he's eating her. God, I don't know. I just did not realize this. And with the chorus again with the am I no good? If I'm turning your stomach and making you feel sick. Then the bridge says am I making you feel sick? <laughs> but then at the end, the outro is just like... Okay. At first I thought like, okay, nice. But like also... Okay, the author is basically her saying, I forgive you, which if when I listen to the song without knowing it's about cannibalism, I thought like, it's nice that her, she forgives that person, but also like, I don't think, you know, like, I think it's hard to forgive people for something when they like really treated you badly. So I'm like, it's nice you forgive, but also like, I don't think I could forgive ever. If someone, like, you know, abused me, I would just be like, mm -hmm. not fucking forgiving for that. Um, but she's basically saying that she forgives him. But now I'm just like, okay, forgiving him for killing you? So the lyrics are, um, found you just to tell you that I made it real far and that I never blamed you for loving me the way that you did. While you were torn apart and I would still wait for you there. Don't think about it too hard or you'll never sleep a wink at night again. Don't worry about me and those green eyes. And then, oh no, right, this, no, this is to her mom. Oh God, I'm so stupid. Because then the last two lines, oh, mama, just know that I love you and I'll see you when you get here. Oh, I was like, why is she so, like, forgiving the person who killed her and ate her? But this is to her mom, who she also left behind when she went away. Here, genius annotation of the song. Murdered and cannibalized by Isaiah, Ethel says a final goodbye to her mother from beyond the grave. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to listen to this song again not fucking realizing that it's about her being eaten alive like not me literally listening to this song while doing my physics homework and just like being like oh, love that line love that line you love a line about fucking cannibalism okay that was almost 45 minutes, well it's probably going to be 45 minutes, um, of me dissecting um, Preacher's Daughter by Ethel Kane, and yeah, I don't know what else to say to this. I didn't dissect, like, I, you know, you could go a lot further, but for the fact that I only really realized the full, like, complexity of this album, like, an hour ago, oh yeah, like an hour ago, I would say I did a pretty good job. 
and now it's 12 a.m. and my alarm is ringing in seven hours and I'm quite sure that I'm kind of in like a um, hypermanic phase right now but it's fine okay 45 minutes I hope you love this um, and here you have your own personal podcast if you want me to dissect other albums for you just like tell me you want me to dissect other albums but don't tell me which albums because I just have like my own you know list Gracie Abrams Phoebe Bridges um Virginia's Hosier but honestly I don't think that, 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 that there are that many albums that have like a continuing story that I can dissect that well I can dissect songs though yeah you know what this was like very long this is like the special first first episode episode um and in the future i'm just going to dissect my favorite songs for you even though you don't care well oh my god what i'm gonna do is definitely moon song firstly <laughs> so much and um i carry in carrying by hosier because love it and first time and just basically any hosier song because she just has the fucking deep meaningful allegories in there just like stuffed songs stuffed full with those okay I'm tired now. Um, I hope you liked this. Please give me a thumbs up and follow if you if you want to see more. And don't forget to hit the subscribe. No, the don't forget to hit the bell. Yeah. See you next time. Or not. Oh, actually, I have something to add. So this is the next morning now. I've been listening to the whole album, and suddenly felt I realized something because I th said at one point that I thought the the album was also about losing faith. But then, like, in her bio on Spotify, she has God Loves You. So I'm like, that seems very faithful. But actually, listening now again to Sun-Bleached Flies, the second to last song, it's literally all, in the end, about, like, accepting what happened and believing again. She also says one point in the song, a little bit, not, like, in the end. She says, um, what I wouldn't give to be in church this Sunday, listening to the choir, so hard for those singing. So that's, you know, also like, seems pretty positive. And then in the outro, she just keeps repeating, if it's meant to be, then it will be. And then she sings, so I met him there and told him I believe. And this is after she has died, because in the song before that, I believe, I don't want to say anything wrong now. Yes, the song before that is Televangelism, which is when she goes to heaven. She has died in Ptolemyo and August Underground. She has, no, August Underground, she has died. And then televangelism she comes to heaven and then the sun bleached flies and the line with saying so i met him there and told him i believe is you know she met well, actually at first i was thinking so i met she met jesus or god not jesus she met god there and she told him that she believes but i'm also thinking it could be her father because he you know was a preacher and he's he has died so maybe she meets him but I'm like, I really hope her father doesn't get to have enough of the shit that he's fucking done. Because, like, mm -hmm. um, So, yeah, but it could be both. <sighs> but this is very crazy. I love this. I love this album so much. It's so good. I want to listen to all her other albums. She has two albums out. But, like, sometimes Spotify is a little bit weird. Where it says, like, it's an album. But then the singer like the artist it's like like on spotify she has it's three albums and like two eps or something like that um it says you know album albums and then there's three listed but on her instagram she called um preacher's daughter her debut album but i think the, all, the same thing is with um gracie abrams that i think this is what it feels like it's also labeled as an album on spotify even though Good Riddance was her debut album. So, yeah, that's kind of weird. But, like, she has two longer music projects that are apparently long enough for Spotify to label them as an album. And I really want to listen to all of them also in, like, the whole order and read some stuff about them and dissect them a bit more because oh, it's so good. But, oh, it's just crazy. I honestly just want to write, like, a whole dissertation paper on this but i'm like like i don't have a single class in school where i like could do that i mean english of course but like it has nothing well no but it really doesn't have anything to do actually 
American Teenager, that has kind of to do with American Dream, but like the whole album itself doesn't really have anything to do with the topics that we have in English class. And also, I don't need to write any like new thing, like dissertation paper wise for English class because like it wouldn't even matter with my grade. And yeah, I don't have like music class where I could do this. So it's like, I really hope that when I'm studying at university, that there's a chance where I can write a paper on this. Because I don't want to just do it for like nothing. But I really hope I can one day write a paper on this for, you know, like my school, for example, or university, for example. The thing is just, I'm going to study English literature, but also in culture, but it's not American. Like the um, degree in minds would focus on not American, because if you wanted to focus, like do American literature and cultural studies, then it would be um, Anglistic, I think. No, American studies. Sorry, it would be American studies, but I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. So, yeah, don't know how a song fits into that, but we will see. I'm so sorry, but another thing that I have to add is <clears throat> that I don't think Strangers, which is the last song of the album, should be the last song of the album, because basically Suddenly Flies would just be such a good ending, such like a hopeful ending after such a gut-wrenching album. Um, but then there's Strangers, and Strangers is about, well, I kind of get it, because, you know, he only eats her after she has died, so she has gone to heaven, she has met God or her father in heaven, who knows, and then he's eating her, but I feel like it should be between August Underground, Televangelism, and then Some Reach Flies should just be the end, because August Underground is, you know, when she dies, because it's the name of the snuff film. The snuff film is about homicide, so you know that's when it happens. And then televangelism is about her going to heaven. But I feel like Strangers, when she's being eaten, should be in between those two. Even though I get that, you know, like she has already died and then he eats her. Like, I get that. But just suddenly it flies, which just makes such a beautiful ending. Like, good ending. But I also like that in Strangers, even though it's a very, like, if you understand the message, you're just like, okay. But she ends it with saying that she forgives him and that, yeah, she's waiting for him. Like, that's also a good ending for the song. But I just think finishing a whole album that's very hard is with some bleach flies. Would be a kind of thing to, you know, give the listeners a little bit of hope. Okay, and now that is it. That is my whole dissection of Preacher's Daughter by Ethel Kane. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, and... I just think you should listen to the whole album one after the other song. But make sure when you're listening to listening to Ptolem I can't fucking pronounce it. Ptolemy Ptolemya that um when she starts singing stop, you just turn the volume down a little bit because otherwise you could scare the people in your house if just suddenly there's a, someone screaming stop.